You are now listening to Las Reinas del Chisme. Hosted by Dania, Violeta, and Debbie. Where chisme ain't the only thing we talk about. No, it ain't. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Reinas del Chisme. I'm Debbie. I'm Dania. I'm Violeta. And we're going to go ahead and get started with our drink. Okay, so I was the, um, what is it, mixologist for this week. <laughs> and, the bartender. Yeah, the bartender. And I came up with, well, I found like a little recipe and then I kind of like put two drinks together. Anyways, it's a blackberry and coconut cocktail. So what you need or what I did was that I put sugar on the rim and then um, I muddled blackberries in the cup at the bottom and then I basically filled it up almost to the top with ice and then you drop in a squeeze of lemon juice some sierra mist some cream of coconut and then coconut rum so I had Malibu here and you know at at our house and since we're obviously as you can tell not recording together with their usual setup um RJ had to be the one to drink all my drinks so (laughs) I had coconut rum um the Malibu kind and so I just did that and it actually tasted pretty good because I had a mocktail, so mine obviously without the alcohol, and it had a good flavor. Plus, I feel like the blackberries just, like, made it look pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it, pretty good. It's pretty simple. It looked pretty. Too bad we didn't get to taste it. <laughs> I know. I love blackberries. I know. They were good, and, like, I put some on top, too, as garnish. I don't really buy blackberries that often, to be honest, but they're pretty good. They aren't. <laughs> So we want to go ahead and get started with our segments as always. Um, So we can go ahead and get started with our first segment today, which is position 69. Yeah. And so for me, um, the position 69 that I have is actually the fact that I was able to do 60 burpees. And I know some of y'all may be like, bitch, that's nothing. But to me, it's like a big accomplishment because... I mean, I had breaks in between, but I just kept telling, telling myself, like, you got this. Like, it's okay. Like, you're almost done. Because my goal was to reach, because um, I had gotten to 50 um, the other day. And I was like, okay, now I have to, like, up it 10 more. Mm-hmm. And so once I got to 50, I was like, okay, like, you got it. Now it's just, like, whatever you do after this is going to be, like, just a bonus. Yeah. And so I was just, like, really excited and really happy about myself. And so I'm just like, yeah. Dude, burpees are hard as fuck. Like, I hate burpees so much because I feel like after I start getting tired, like, instead of going down into, like, a push-up position, like, I feel like I just drop dead to the floor and then have to, like, get myself back up. So 60 is a pretty big deal, I feel like. Wait, burpees Mm -hmm. the one with the little wheel thing, huh? No, no. no. Burpees are the ones where you, like, throw yourself on the floor, do, like, a push-up, and then jump back up. But I don't. The thing is, is that I don't do, like, the high jump up. I just, like, jump up to get to my feet, and I, then I don't do the up, the jumping up. That's, yeah. like, advanced. So once I <laughs> once I get there, <laughs> you know, but, yeah, but I did do the wheel things. That's the, um, the face. Like the ab one? Yeah, the, the one that I sent you on Snapchat, right? Yeah, that looks pretty intense, too, like, because that really Dude, works I, out your core. Yeah, I woke up the next day and like I swear to you, I couldn't even like laugh because it, my abs were <laughs> so bad. You're like, good thing we're going through this hard time. I can't yeah. laugh. <laughs> For sure. Okay, so we can move on to um, mommy bullshit. 
and I can start us off. You know, I'm getting closer to my due date. So as I mentioned before, I like we hadn't really planned to get like the baby a bunch of clothes or anything. And so now I'm like, okay, like we need to buy the baby clothes. So just with everything being like so behind, like as far as like ordering stuff online and like um, shipping dates and like delivery dates and all that just being like off. I'm like, okay, I need to order stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, you guys know how I had been pretty good about like saying I wasn't really shopping a lot for myself and like just having self control. But it's just different once you start to see all the cute like baby stuff. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, she needs this and she needs that. And then I'm like, okay, like really, I was just getting stuff for her, like basically from her being newborn to like three months. And because, you know, I don't know how big she's going to be. That's mm-hmm. true. And so I was like getting carried away. So I really had to like stop myself. And I'm like, great. Like now I'm not going to be wanting to buy stuff for me, but I'm already going to be like obsessed with buying stuff for the baby, you know? So <laughs> yeah. there's no problem with that. But I feel like girls are a lot more fun. But I'm surprised. Like you actually made it a long time without really buying her clothes. Like I know. From experience, like I would buy clothes the minute I fucking found out I was pregnant. Like what I was having, I would uh-huh. just start buying stuff. And so it's like kind of good, but honestly, it's like it's good that you're kind of like stopping yourself because most likely like she'll grow out of it so fast like exactly and then it's like you're not gonna even be able to use all the outfits but I mean with everything going on if it stays this way it's like she'll look cute in the sala like I know know? (laughs) I know honestly because it's like I mostly got her like just like little onesies and like little outfits for her to just obviously be comfortable she's gonna be tiny and like that's really what's gonna matter yeah. Um, but then I did get like a couple little dresses and like a couple other things and like some little <laughs> sandals and I'm like, but you're right, like just to go like bring her out to the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute though. I wish I would have yeah. done that. I didn't get to um, buy any clothes for Kaiki either just because, uh-huh. you know, the way things were back then. But yeah. um, I was like, oh yeah, like I really want to buy this and I really want to buy that. And then um my son's dad was like, you're going to get some at the baby shower. And I was like, well, are you planning a baby shower? Because <laughs> I don't see your party hat or your pla- party planning hat on. <laughs> so That's I really didn't funny. get a chance to, like, go all out and buy shit that I wanted. Yeah. Which I'm very grateful because I got a lot of hand-me-downs. And honestly, like, some of those things, like, I remember an older coworker gave me some hand-me-downs for, from her babies. And she had, like, what are those? The um hardy? No, what, what were the fancy pants the ones with like the buckle it wasn't buckle but it was fuck what are they called is it the ones that have the little like um kind of like the little three spike thing no what is it called like tbd levi's no it wasn't no it wasn't like big big name brand is it the one with like a horseshoe yeah um true religion yes those Oh, okay. Yeah, some little baby true religion um, pants. And I'm like, I'm going to keep these for my next baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. that's funny. But yeah, it's just because for baby showers, that's what you mostly get. You know, like I said before, like coming from like a Hispanic family, like most people, like your tias and all that, they're not going to go on your registry. They're going to bring you clothes. So I kind of was like, let me just wait. But then now I'm yeah. like, okay, let me like not wait because it's coming by fast. Yeah. You know, every baby registry, you get like the little five piece set, like Disney, <laughs> like with the hat, the freaking oh, onesie, yeah. the pad. Like every baby shower, there's always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, um, Debbie, what's your mommy bullshit? So for me, I honestly 
need a break. Like, I don't know how stay-at-home moms do it. I don't know how teen moms did it. V, I give you props. I just, I need a break from this break, from this quarantine. Do you need a quarantine from your quarantine? Yes, because I am so (laughs) to the point where it's like, I love my baby, I love my family, but I feel like everyone just kind of like, como que se, they just get irritated with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's specifically like nothing that you that you did. It's just being around each other all the time for like twenty four seven. It's just it gets a toll on people. And yeah, honestly, that's how it's been with me. And like now that the baby is old, a little bit older, like he's communicating a lot more now. Mm-hmm. And it's just been to the point where it's like I was um, talking to a friend yesterday, and they were like. Well, you know, you have to think about that. You messed up their his routine, too, because he's not having he's not used to having you all day, every day here at home. So you're messing up with his routine. And now he feels like he can be all like and see contigo because he wants you and he loves you. That's true. And I didn't even think about it like that. You know, I was like, fuck, I'm over here thinking about me and myself and I and thinking how this has fucked up my routine. But I haven't really had the chance to think about like oh damn you know he had his routine as well and that's all screwed over and so I took that time to just kind of realize that it's going to be okay and that I just need to make the best of it because he's not always gonna want to cuddle with me on the couch (laughs) yeah that's true and then when you want to he's gonna be like don't kiss me mom yeah uh (laughs) okay V, do you want to talk about your let it out yeah, so my let it out is just, like, freaking venting about, like, my communication with, like, some of my vendors about, like, stuff about our wedding. Because, as you guys know, like, I am getting married, like, May 30th. And even though right now everything, you know, the postponement of a lot of, like, schools and stuff is, like, till the end of April. Like, cutting, like, to end of May is, like, so close to that where it's, like, I'm trying to find out what I want to do because I don't want to wait last minute to do all this shit. But... Like, a let it out moment is just, like, my freaking venue vendor I finally got in communication with. And basically, they gave me, like, two options, which either to, like, postpone my date to, like, a date they have available. Or they'll give me, like, partial deposit back. And it's just, like, stressful because it's, like, now I'm communicating, waiting for her to get back to me. Like, what days are available? And then also with, like, Rico having a discussion with him. Like, now he's, like we'll just like wait wait it out and I'm just like I don't fucking know like I just want to pull my hair out and we just got like our invitations so it made me feel more surreal and I actually cried because I was just like I may not be able to fucking use these and it took me months like to freaking figure out deciding and what to write and working with like the lady um on Etsy who did them handmade I'm just like I'm just like I don't know what the hell to do but yeah, that's just my let it out. Sometimes, like, vendors just don't understand, like, the rush of things that you need to get done. Yeah. So No, yes. that sucks because your invitations are super cute. And, like, you know, it does suck to have everything up in the air and all that. And it's, like, yeah. also, it's, like, okay, so right now the venue is saying, like, oh, you could change the day or you can get partial money back. But it's, like, what would happen if, like, they do force us into, like, this big lockdown thing where it's, like, it gets more serious. And then mm-hmm. they have to cancel they still would only yeah. give you partial money, you know, it's like, no, that then they would have to give you, so it doesn't really make sense for them to act that way, but 
I mean, yeah. I get she, it for now. They just want you to change the date and stay with them, you know? Yeah, and she was just like, oh, you can wait, like, a couple weeks before if, like, you want to end up moving it then. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we're Mexican. Like, you can't tell that many people, like, in a couple of days. Like, you yeah. Know? Yeah. So. That makes it hard. But, I mean, they better get back to you soon because it's like they they wouldn't be waiting around for your payment. So, it's like you're waiting around for them to give you dates, you know? That's yeah. true. <sighs> I'm sorry, you have to go through that. Yeah, I'm sorry, V. Rico's like, maybe it's not meant to be to be married. I was like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So for my little let it out, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who, like, has either reached out or, like, taken the time to, like, go and, like, view our registry and, like, send us a gift. Um, Like, I really, really appreciate it. It's, like, super sweet. And I know right now it's, like, we just get random packages at random times because everything's like, you know, so behind it. Like Amazon, even if you try to order stuff now, like for different things, it's like, oh, you'll get it sometime like at the end of April. Like, you know, so it's like we never really yeah. know what to expect. But it's just really like sweet when we like just randomly get a package that we weren't expecting. And it's like, oh, like just something for the baby. So I just wanted to say that we like really appreciate everybody, everybody who's taken the time to do that. And... Yeah, now it's just feeling more and more surreal because it's, like, her closet's starting to get, like, pretty packed with things and, like, boxes because uh-huh. I haven't taken, like, only the things that, like, we really know we're going to use right away will take yeah. out of the boxes. But for the most part, some stuff's going to stay in boxes until she, like, gets up to the point that she needs that, you know. Yeah. But it does make it more real for sure. Yeah, that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Makes me nervous. <laughs> um so for our soc segment i wanted to go ahead and talk about as all of you might have seen on our story we had posted um about a act to protect all of oregon's workers and it's a website that you could go on and um for you to contact your legislator to adopt the oregon worker relief fund so as you all know like because of covid19 a lot of people have had to like take time off, got laid off, lost their jobs. And for this, we are asking um, our state government to set up an emergency fund to support restaurant workers, caregivers, immigrants, refugees, day laborers, farm workers, and people of color of all whom contribute to the collective prosperity of Oregon. And this is because I think a lot of people can't access um, unemployment yeah and so this is something that would definitely help and that would um benefit our community and so if everybody if anybody wants to go ahead and send out a letter to their legislator you literally just fill out it's on my personal account the link and you can go on it or you can dm me and i can email and i can send it to you but you literally just go on and you fill it out and then it tells you who your like representatives or who your representatives are and then they send a letter on your behalf So it's really, really easy. And so it literally takes like five minutes the most. And so Yeah, and it makes a difference. It makes a difference. And before anybody says like, oh, you know, well, like illegal immigrants, you know, a lot of them like don't pay taxes, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's not true. A lot of them do pay taxes. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just feel like because I do feel like a lot of people group those two things together. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, well, they get away with, like, not paying taxes. And it's like, that is not true. Like, we know people who, you know, unfortunately don't have, like, a 
permanent legal status here in the U.S. And it's like, mm-hmm. we still know that they're paying their taxes. So yeah. I'm just saying it's not fair for people to assume that those two things come hand in hand. So Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so, and it, it, they're really, um, I reached out personally to um, Representative Teresa Alonso Leon, which is, you know, a representative in our district. And um, her staff reached out to me and they are all on board. And so, you know, this is just an amazing time that like, I mean, it's not an amazing time, but it's an amazing opportunity for all of us to come together and, you know, yeah. support our community. And I think that that's what definitely matters. Yep. And also just a little reminder of the census. If you haven't done it, oh, yes. do mm-hmm. it. I did end up getting my thing in the mail. So I did that. I just hadn't checked my mail that often, but <laughs> now, <laughs> now that I have it, I did it. So just a little reminder on that. Yeah. And it was quick and easy, right? Yeah. It's not bad at all. It's not yeah. So it's pretty fast, like 10 minutes tops, like mm-hmm. not even. And so, and like I said, if you have any questions, feel, please feel free to reach out to me and I can definitely um, direct you as to like, if you don't know how to get it, like do it. Or if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. So before we move into kind of like our topics for this episode, we did just want to say, you know, obviously like we've mentioned and you're noticing we're not recording together um, just for our own taking our own precautions and and everything so because of that we haven't been able to record um, an episode for our IGTV which you know we had promised we were going to try to do one of those each month but you know I know I'm sure you guys understand the reason for that so most likely this month that's not going to happen and hopefully, you know, things are better by next month and maybe by the end of at the end of April, we'll be able to have one. It kind of sucks, but maybe if you guys do have ideas of things that we can um, talk about for future episodes, that would also help too. And if things go better in April, maybe we can do two and make up for the one that we didn't do this month. So yeah, we'll just see. So now moving more into this episode, we're, we didn't really have an agenda put together. We kind of just wanted to talk about you know, we've, we've been having so much time at home and just time to be in our heads, basically, and just think about random shit and, like, whatever it is that we might, we might be going through. So we each just came up with some things that either we've been thinking about that have been on our mind, and we just kind of wanted to leave it, like, just for an open discussion, just vent about things. And, yeah, pretty much. So I don't know who wants to get started with something. Like, I guess maybe we could start off by saying, like, has anybody felt like they started losing their fucking minds yet? <laughs> yeah, to be honest, me, I feel like I'm on the brakes of it just because, like, it's my birthday month, and literally, I'm just so sad that I, even though I, I didn't have plans to go out and, like, do anything, the fact that I have to stay home and can't go out is what fucking pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't even have the option to want to mm-hmm. do something yes. right now. Uh-huh. Like I really wanted to go to boil to um crab joke crab shack. Uh-huh. Because I've been craving fucking um crab legs. Uh-huh. And I can't even go and do that. Well, I have a recipe if you want. You can literally go to the store and get stuff and it's pretty easy to make your own. Oh, you should definitely send that to me and I can just do yeah. it. Where would I get the crab legs? When Safeway? I make that, yeah, Safeway, because last time I made that um seafood boil for Mm -hmm. that's what it's called boil or broil I don't know but you guys know what I mean um I made like this big thing for my dad for father's day I think it was last year and I had found this recipe and it was like it actually came out really good not to toot my own horn it was pretty easy to to follow it so I did get everything at Safeway because I put um shrimp crab legs 
I even put lobster in there and then you put you I put sausage and corn and potatoes. So it just depends what you want to do. But people could do like just crabs or, or just crab legs or just like shrimp, whatever you want. But okay. it's pretty easy. So I'll share that with you and then you can still celebrate with your crab legs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so no, can ha- we can have a little uh, birthday dinner um, FaceTime party. <laughs> That's I was true. Tell you because on um, every night on the weekends, I like follow celebrities that like kind of make like their own little club and oh, they yeah. like put live music and then people like this particular person, like they hop, they're on FaceTime, they're listening to music and then they have like friends request to be in their video and then they take a shot together and then they like kind of dance a little bit like if they were there at the club together. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was even going to tell you like we could do something like that like I would be fucking down to actually get ready like to be yes. in the sala I know. and we could play music yeah that'd be kind of cute yeah let's do it um I was thinking about that too because I was telling my sisters I was like for my fucking birthday I want us to go clubbing and since we can't go clubbing we're gonna have to throw make the fucking living room a fucking club and everybody needs to dress up and they need to be down <laughs> And no fucking like little Debbie Downers. <laughs> no, that would be I I would be down honestly because it's like what the fuck else do we got going on? I yeah, know. true. Okay, so it's like we can take our time and nobody like, would you know, judge you, Danya, being pregnant in the club. Yeah. <laughs> know, like, nobody to bump into me. Uh-huh. But it's like you know what? And if we figure out a way to record it, or maybe we can even try to go live or something because. You guys will be listening to us planning this out on Tuesday, which is actually Debbie's birthday. So don't forget yeah. to message her that day because when you <laughs> listen to this, it's her motherfucking birthday, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So then that way we can maybe, like, do that. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I'm excited And maybe now. Debbie could drop off some fucking crab legs outside of our... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, just, it's, like, funny watching it, though, because you literally you'll see people like, what? That bitch is trying to get in to VIP, like, security. <laughs> like, it's just so funny. <laughs> That's going to be me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> getting all mad (laughs) you know what Debbie we will do this but we'll also have to like do something to celebrate your birthday when the time comes like who knows maybe it'll be you and D celebrating your birthdays together oh yeah oh my gosh yeah because your birthday is like in the summer yeah we should definitely yeah maybe we can do a joint birthday party like maybe yours Rico's and mine (laughs) Oh, yeah, all together. That's true. Everybody and together. the baby's birthday. Yeah, <laughs> and the baby's. <laughs> yeah, because baby Rico's in April, and again, yeah, in April, right? And then Kaiki's mm-hmm. June. So it'll just be one big motherfucking party. Everybody can get their own <laughs> cake, though. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so something that I had been, um, which I feel like V and I both, because I thought about, uh, I was thinking about this like lately. You know, I just feel like. I've been taking long romantic walks to the fridge and that's kind of been like the <laughs> most interesting thing I've been doing. And I've been seeing too, like on your guys' snaps, how you guys have been like going all out with your meals to be, mm-hmm. you know, but that's kind of what's been keeping me busy. It's just like, I go on Pinterest and I'm like, okay, what do I have? And like trying to just come up with like different recipes. Cause I do feel like I enjoy cooking, but the only thing that sucks is like, there are a lot of things that, like, I don't have, like, a fully stocked kitchen with, like, every single dish that or pan that, like, would come in handy, you know? Yeah. So sometimes you have to, like, just compromise and make sure it work. And then, like, yesterday I ran out of, like, foil paper. And I'm like, oh, like, just stuff like that, you know? Because mm-hmm. obviously we can't, like, run to the store every five minutes right now. But yeah, um, I've definitely been 
on my fucking Gordon Ramsay shit lately. So (laughs) I've even argued like, you need to write down some of the recipes that you do because then you forget how you did it. And then you're trying to remember and then you're trying to go back on Pinterest to find what recipe Mm -hmm. you did. Mm -hmm. And um, so I've been I did like a little Google Doc where I kind of like started writing the stuff that like worked out well. Yeah. And then I do have like a little funny story to talk shit about myself. So the other day we made steak and then I did like carrots in the oven and I was going to do, you know how you could do the little like accordion potatoes? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen them? So I did them like that, right? And um, you butter them, garlic, salt, whatever. And then once they're almost ready, you put cheese and like little pieces of bacon on it Mm -hmm. and like the green onions on top. So I didn't read the fucking recipe all the way. And so I'm like, okay, it said like, okay, you're going to put them in the oven for like 20 minutes. Once they start opening, you would put the toppings is what I thought it said. And then I thought it said for a total of 25 minutes. And then I'm like, what the heck? So our carrots came out because it was all going to cook at the same time. And the potatoes were fucking hard. Like they were just still fucking hard. And I'm like, we ate the steak and carrots. And I'm like, fuck it. We'll eat the potatoes once they're ready. You know, we left them in there. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, maybe the potatoes will be ready for breakfast like tomorrow. Because <laughs> they were in there. Well, then I went back and checked the recipe and it said to cook for another 25 minutes, not for 25 minutes total. And I was oh just my like, God. you know, I was wondering, he's like, because when you do like a baked potato, like it takes a while, you know? And I'm like, fuck so yeah so we, <laughs> ate, we basically had him for like dessert like an hour and a half later like oh gosh it was oh that's it was so just, funny yeah <laughs> so I'm like fail yeah you but know sometimes... I'm not... oh go ahead go. V go I was just saying that like I'm not like that like I can't just find whatever is in the kitchen and like do it and like make whatever i'm reading this book right now that um and it's about this girl who who is a teen mom and she's in high school and she's all about like cooking and Mm -hmm. i'm like girl you're inspiring me but i cannot do that like i also i also need to go on pinterest and like find out what dish i want to make so i can make sure that i have all of the things that i need yeah because like what i do is like say if i'm gonna do like oh chicken today right then i'll be like okay, what do I have that I can make, like, a dish with, you know? Yeah. And then, if anything, I can look up a recipe, like, how to cook this chicken breast. Like, so it's, like, not the same stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as far as, like, me being, like, I have carrots and I have this and, like, let me whip up, like, a fucking casserole. Like, no. Yeah. Like, tampoco. <laughs> no, yeah, for me, it's, like, the same, like, with this whole break. Like, I mean, I enjoy cooking, but I'm the type of person where I'm, like, I don't know why, but I'm just fucking really cheap when it comes to, like, making my meals and shit. Like, I always try to, like, get, like, a good meal for really cheap. And, like, if I go on Pinterest and I see something with more than, like, five ingredients, I'm like, nah. Like, I just won't make it. <laughs> and because I feel like when you go to the store and you're, like, trying to be cheap, you end up spending as much as just fucking going to a place and eating and them making it for you. So, sometimes it's just, like, uh, but this whole time I've been trying to, like, expand, like, my cooking and shit. So, the other day, like, Rico was all hyped up. He wanted to make some fucking ribs. And I was like, yeah, babe, I'm down. Not at all this stuff. I was going to make homemade mac and cheese and mashed potatoes and, like, homemade cornbread and all this shit. So it wasn't really homemade, but, like, it was out of the box. But I, like, made it at home. certain <laughs> things homemade. Like, I kind of, like, did different, like, measurements and all that. Uh-huh. Anyways, 
So Rico like freaking puts the ribs. He's like, yeah, babe, these will be done in 45 minutes. And I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, because when I seen like my parents make ribs, it's like hours. And he's like, yeah, like all hyped up. So literally we're there for like two fucking hours and the ribs were not even close to being done. And I was like already irritated. Think, mind you guys, it was already like 9.30 p.m. at this oh, point. Oh, no. And, <laughs> and I already had all my food done. So I was just fucking you know, like, having worms in my ass, like, kept stirring the shit so it wouldn't burn, and <laughs> then I freaking read the recipe Rico was looking at, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, Rico, it literally tells you to cut one, like, um, the ribs apart, of ribs four ways, and I'm like, and you have a big-ass fucking, like, pound <laughs> rib rack of ribs and then so we cut it, and then I was like, and it tells you to cook it for 15 minutes with no foil, and and then finally we got it down and we literally guys ate at 11 p.m. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> I was all stressed out, but it was fucking bomb. But and like um, the other day, too, like I decided to make like tacos de pastor, like got like a fresh pineapple and like all this stuff to like make tacos. So okay. I'm just like trying to expand my shit, like why I have nothing else to fucking do. But after this quarantine's over, like, yeah, back to Taco Bell, back to <laughs> oh Top Ramen. <laughs> But don't you guys feel like the more you eat and cook at home, like, the more, like, you kind of want to keep doing it? Yeah. I mean, right now, we really don't have a choice, technically. I mean, we can mm-hmm. still go and get to go and stuff. But it's almost like now it's just, like, a personal challenge. Like, you want to keep making it. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, making stuff. But it's like, those rooms did look good. But Rico Poldovania so didn't, didn't fucking read the whole recipe. I know. And he was so confident. I'm like, babe, you have to read everything, like... I was just all stressed out. <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> but oh, yeah, and then I'm... the oven started catching on fire. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> like, the whole house was, like, literally in smoke. Like, like the when you open the oven, because all the stuff was dripping. And literally, there was, like, flames at the bottom because, <gasps> like, the, the oil from the ribs started, like, catching on fire. So we're there, like, I'm fucking waving the towel, like, to air it out. Rico's, like, trying to scoop the fire out, and it was just so fucking funny. I'm like, dude, like, this is, like, God giving us a sign, like, you guys you ain't guys, cooked. You guys are all fucking eating dinner without eyebrows and shit. I know. Like- <laughs> dude, that happened to me during, um, the when I was making the food for Thanksgiving, but it was because of the, because the shit was going, like, se estaba cayendo. Like, and I was, yeah, and I was like, what the heck's that? And I started seeing, I was like, oh, hell <laughs> So I had to, like, put it, put it in another pan or something so it wouldn't do that. And I was like, I was so annoyed. <laughs> so I feel That's your pain, being funny, though. <laughs> so it was definitely a mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to talk about like accomplishments as like parents as we experience because sometimes I feel like you know, kid people that don't have kids yet, like don't really kind of experience on like an outside view of like things that kids do and like what family members do with their kids. But um, I've, I've been like feel really accomplished because the, during this whole quarantine, like the last time that we spoke on the episode. I had brought up like me and Debbie trying to start to potty train. So we started potty training our son and he's six days in and he's at that point right now where the last few nights he's actually worn just chon- like his underwear to bed and hasn't peed. And he's so hyped up when he goes to the bathroom, like, you know, he'll tell us and 
Well, the past, like, during my time, because I work from home, during the day, Rico would be the one to, like, go take him to the bathroom and all that. So, me trying to be super mom, I was trying to do it by myself, like, one night. And I forgot, like, how it was to really potty train. <laughs> like, so, I ran <laughs> to the bathroom with my son, and I put him in the toilet, but instead of, like, because we didn't have, like, the little seat thing that goes inside of it, um, uh-huh. I put him in there, like, really fast oh, and then he like God. fell like in the- <laughs> and I was like fucking cracking up and you know when you're cracking up you can barely control your body so I felt like I couldn't like even lift him up because I was just laughing so fucking hard was he scared he was, was just like laughing? mommy like cause he like fell like literally his hands are like I don't know it's just so fucking funny to like envision it but I felt so bad I was like oh my gosh like are you okay <laughs> And so he, he ended up like going. Yeah. He ended up going, but like just as like a parent, like freaking potty training is the most stressful. Like when your kid has an accident, and luckily, like this whole week that he's been potty training, he like has only had three accidents, and they've been like just little minor ones. Like it wasn't anything big, and he pooped one of the times, and Rico was just like, "Babe, help me!" Like screaming in the bathroom, because like he didn't really know what to do with the poop, and like. You know, my son had it smeared all over his butt and, like, all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, but. Um, <laughs> that's when you accidentally dip him in the toilet yeah. and wash him off. <laughs> uh, so that's just, like, a proud mom moment because it's, like, the perfect time. Like, and I can't have, like, any excuses. Like, we're home. Like, we could just do it. And um, it's kind of nice, though, because I'm, like, I'm ready, like, to not be fucking paying for diapers. Yeah. So, so I actually failed and I haven't started part of me is just like I don't think I'm ready but I think it's just slowly having to tell him like do it it's so just try to come up with like a little rewarding system like something that'll make it especially if you feel like I don't know is Kaiki like competitive do you feel like you can tell if he's competitive yet or no yeah I feel like he is and he's very like possessive it's kind of weird because I feel (laughs) like that's how I try to frame things for my brother whenever like I want him to understand something or like to do something and he's being stubborn. It's like if you frame things in a way that like will intrigue them because Isaac is like a sore loser. He doesn't like to lose. He's he's very competitive. So I feel like those types of things like help too, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause they're kinda like, oh, I win something, you know. But Yeah. V, do you use like a reward system? Or like so what how do you do So it? honestly, like with my daughter we did, but with Rico not to talk shit, but I wanted to be, like, that white mom that got, like, a sticker book. Oh, my gosh, put your sticker when you get it. But that didn't fucking happen. <laughs> we honestly just hype him the fuck up when he does it. Like, we're like, yeah, like, woo. Like, you know, we just, like, get all, like, freaking, wow, you're such a Excited. big boy. And, like, just hype him up about, like, chonies because he's, like, into superheroes. So we bought him. My mom bought him, like, a whole bunch of, like, superhero chonies. So then, like, every morning, he after he takes a shower, like, we wake up, he gets to pick his underwear, and he's just, like, all day, like, just showing us what's on his underwear. Um, So we're not really doing anything. I mean, after he's fully potty trained where it's, like, no longer having accidents and everything's good, like, we do want to, like, get him, like, a toy or something. To yeah, but he's just been really excited. But Debra, I feel like something that might help is he might really just not be ready. Um, You kind of have to understand, like, Kaiki is a, was a preemie baby. He was born yeah. early, and it's like, yeah, there are parents that can potty train their kid at two or one or whatever. What the fuck? But 
honestly, when he's ready, you'll know. And it kind of will start with, like, him being grossed out of, like, having poop in his diaper or coming to tell you he wants to be changed after he pees one time. Like, those are kind of signs that you have to look for to know, like, that when he's ready or kind of just start taking him to the bathroom every time you go, like, will help but. You can't really rush it because it's like I've tried rushing it for so long with Rico that it's like he would last a day or two and then he would be back to like being terrified of the fucking toilet. So you just Mm -hmm. have to kind of wait till you're ready. Like there's no society expectation where it's like, you know, he could be five wearing still wearing diapers like, you know, like it's fine. (laughs) Like Debbie's like cringing like, fuck no. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Like at that I'm point, gonna... taking like man shits already. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I don't. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> um, I do have some stuff that I've been like thinking about, just like kind of tied to, like the whole motherhood and, you know, like that whole thing. Because I did recently have an appointment. Mm-hmm. Honestly, just with everything going on, I mean, I feel like I've talked about it before. I am like an overthinker. Like I'll get in my head a lot. And sometimes I'm, like, overthinking that I'm overthinking, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's Mm -hmm. just, like, a toxic cycle. I just started thinking because, okay, so we went to our appointment. And, like, I was asking, you know, like, I had seen some articles how, like, in some, like, hospitals in New York, like, when it comes down to um, going into labor, like, they're not even letting, like, the partner be in there. Yeah. And I'm, like, there's just no way. Like, I will freak the fuck out because it's, like, obviously my first kid. So, it's, like, me being in there by myself. Like, and it's, like, I did want my mom to be in there, which I think based on how everything is right now, she wouldn't be allowed to be in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I'm, like, okay, I at least need, like, I need RJ to be there. Like, you know, because obviously my mom was there. RJ would obviously be there. But I'm, like, and I asked the doctor and I'm, like, oh, like, how likely is it? No, RJ asked, how likely is it that, like, I wouldn't be able to be in there? And he's like, well, you know, things would have to get really, really bad. But he's like, I don't really see that happening. But at the end of the day, it's not up to me. So I can't actually promise you that. Because, like, right now they're not even letting, like, doulas and, like, midwives and, you know, like, all of those other extra things. Like, they're not allowed to be in there at all. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, and just, like, the thought of, like, bringing a baby into the world during the whole pandemic thing, like, kind of made me think like am I gonna be like I don't know because I feel like people don't really talk about it and you don't know if it's gonna happen to you or not just because your hormones could kind of trigger it and just things that could happen but like sometimes I like am fearful that like I'll get postpartum depression mm-hmm. I mean I feel like I'm gonna still have people that are gonna be like supportive I don't feel like I'm gonna be alone or anything like that but just like the thought of it being like okay I have to like take care of this new baby on top of like all the craziness that's going on that in a way I feel like it's gonna be making it harder like that Mm -hmm. shit just fucking freaks me out you know yeah yeah so I'm like I'm trying not to stress about it because you know I still have like four to six weeks left to go just depending on what my body wants to do and hopefully things are starting to get better but if I'm being realistic on how everything's going now I don't think that in four to six weeks this shit's going to be over. But, yeah. you know, that's just my assumption based on the numbers and how bad, like, the cases and everything have been getting. But, mm-hmm. yeah. And, like, maybe this is something we can talk about later on, too, because it's, like, we've kind of touched on it, Debbie, like, how you kind of, you know, you went through that mm-hmm. um, with your pregnancy and stuff. And, I mean, I'm not, obviously, like, I hope this doesn't happen to me, but it's just 
It's just scary because yeah. it's not something you you prepare for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, like, I completely understand, like, the fears because I was very aware of my feelings and my, so I was depressed during my pregnancy, had a counselor, I had a therapist, I had my, my um, midwife and, you know, we did have that open conversation, like, hey, you know, since you are depressed during your pregnancy, it's, it's high, like, highly more like, wait. More likely, you're what? You're highly, you're highly more likely. Yes, to, <laughs> I think that's how you say it. <clears throat> to get postpartum depression, I knew it. My partner at the time knew it, but it was not something that we talked about it, or that we talked about, or had an open conversation about. I opted out with taking any antidepressants for my own personal reasons. Um, and I'm definitely not against for people who 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 decide to take it. Like everyone d- should decide, you know. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, like it was just it wasn't something that I that I that I wanted to do. It was really hard. I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say it wasn't. But I think that what matters is that you recognize it mm-hmm. and that you have a supportive husband that is open and willing enough to have those conversations with you and understand it you know yeah that's true because a lot of people kind of feel like it's not a thing like you know like it's in your head type of thing yeah especially because um like in our culture like I I spoke to my mom because I literally three months after the baby I moved back in with my parents and it was just me and the baby and my family and I remember having that conversation with my mom and she's like you just need to snap out of it like, she wasn't saying it in a, like, mean way, but she's like, it's just, that's all in your head. Like, you need to snap out of it. Like, it's going to be okay. You're you're going to be fine. Yeah, and that just and makes I'm, it harder. Yes, and I'm very good at hiding my emotions when it comes to, like, being depressed and being anxious. Mm-hmm. And they don't know, like, the times that I was in bed crying, like, myself to sleep when the baby was sleeping. And yeah, so it's true. things like that that, like, people don't know and people don't realize it. So... It, it, it really makes me mad when people say that like it's gonna be okay or like you're fine or you you will be okay because even though there is a light at the end of the tunnel who the fuck is who the fuck are people to say that to you when they don't know what they're going through what you're going through it's good that you're keeping a positive mindset and but it's also really good that you're also you know thinking about it like that is a possibility because it can easily happen to anybody that's mm-hmm. true and yeah. something like tied to that, that's not like a necessarily topic for discussion, but just that I like I wanted to bring up if anybody listening who has had a baby before has mm-hmm. any like tips for snapping back, like I would oh, be yeah. very interested mm-hmm. in knowing like what you guys do. And, you know, of course, like this isn't everybody's body does something totally different and that's OK. Like I'm not putting pressure on myself to be like. I have to, like, get to this weight by then. Obviously, I wasn't on, like, the super great, like, fitness journey prior to getting pregnant or anything. So I'm not putting that pressure on myself. But I just want to see, like, what people do. Because it's, like, for me, I feel like I am going to fight. I mean, not only will we be, like, in quarantine without a choice. But, like, I do want to be, like, following the, like, Mexican cuarentena and, like, all of that. And, like, drinking or having, like, mostly soups. And I plan on getting, like, a faja and doing all those things. But I'm just mm-hmm. interested if anybody has, like, tips or things that they did. Like, if you want to, like, DM me or even just, like, DM our page. Like, I would be interested to see, like, what people said that they did that might have, like, worked for them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Please because share. 
Because I've been planning on having a baby in like two, three years. So I need them tips too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for me, I'm still trying. I'll take some of those tips too. And I'm not. (laughs) But I feel like that's like the biggest thing I regret after having my kids is not taking care of my body as I should have been. So I feel like that's why I'm built like this, you know. But (laughs) I feel like it is like, I always like Tariq. I'm like, if I have another kid, like. I want to do that because it's like even though like it might help because your body is so easy to expand like it's yeah. easier for like you have like the certain like little like like not electrolytes but things like going on in your body will be easier to trigger like fat and stuff like that like it's already yeah. an adjustment and adapting mode yeah I'm like I want to try to like ask God to give me a miracle you know but <laughs> <laughs> and me you're not the only one that didn't take care of themselves I didn't take care of myself either but I blame the fact that like, he was preemie and he didn't, one, he didn't give me a chance to prepare. And two, he had to be in the, in the NICU for a while. So I couldn't like really have, like be able to take care of myself because I had to take care of him despite everything else, hospital. you know? Yeah. yeah. This, that extra, extra time. So it's okay. You know, we're all in our journey. It's going to be fine. But yeah, definitely send us those tips. <laughs> So another thing that I kind of wanted to bring up, because I honestly, like how Lania mentioned, we have a lot of time in our hands here to think about and get in our fucking heads. And I've been thinking, like, do y'all think that exes can be friends and literally Mm. just be friends? Sips tea. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it really depends on the situation. Yeah, I feel like it goes by every situation, what was involved possibly like the length of the relationship yeah and I think just that kind of makes sense yeah I think so too it just depends like um who the people are because it it depends on the maturity level of each person yeah Mm -hmm. I think that I'm really struggling to do to find that because like as all of y'all know like obviously I'm not with my son's dad and stuff but my like best friend beforehand like one of my best friends I guess and so to me it's like when I lost a partner I lost my like best friend and so to me it's like I would still be that kind of person I would drop something if he like really if anybody really needed me you know mm-hmm. but it's just mm-hmm. like things like that aren't recipro- reciprocated but then I also think of it because he's my son's dad so it's like we're always going to be tied to each other no matter what so it's like since we're going to go through this journey together can we just might as well be friends I mean I would assume that I would obviously be with someone who would understand you know the shit that's happening but then I would also not be okay with like them dropping everything for an ex if they don't have like kids together you know what I mean yeah yeah um so when I'm like thinking I feel like it's hard because this is me seeing like outside I guess like if you want realness like me seeing you Debbie I feel like it's hard for you like to cut ties sometimes Mm -hmm. like when you know that you should not be doing this or like you don't need have really have a real reason to do Mm -hmm. it but because I feel like it might be like not necessarily like you're attached to that physical person because they really could have been a toxic person but just because that relationship could have started just as friends so you're hoping that it could be that again yeah and I feel like that's hard because I've there has been a point where it's like me and Rico have like talked about like not being together and stuff and he like straight up told me he's like if we were ever to split up like I wouldn't be friends with you like we would be it would be just for our kids strictly like nothing more because we both would not be able to detach like our emotions for each other 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a really like possessive person. Like I, you know, what's mine's mine. Like, you know, and it's like, I could understand. And it's like, I'm not, I don't talk to anybody that I was exes with. I guess I'm like, I could be around them that were like little high school, like a couple of days dating and it wasn't anything real. You know what yeah. I mean? And I feel like that's different, but then being with somebody for like a couple of years and still talking to them, I feel like it's because you like there's still emotion involved yeah. that like wants to keep you around. Yeah. So I guess like friends really isn't the word I would want to use because it's like, like I said, it's it's different because with me, like it's not like I would be hitting him up or like any of my exes up and be like, hey, what's up? Like, you want to go grab drinks? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like, if I really needed something and like, let's say I'm not in a relationship with anybody. Right. And I really needed a favor or something like, I don't know. I would be the one that would be like, yeah, let me go do it if I can. If, and if it's in my power to, but yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just like, I've been really stuck on this because I know for a fact that like when I'm in a relationship, I wouldn't want whoever I'm with to be like that with their exes. Mm-hmm. because then to me I'm I'm more like well what the fuck like I don't know I like don't just know. knowing that there's like defined boundaries yes I don't know I feel like you can definitely be civil with an ex but I don't know yes. that you can always be friends with an ex mm-hmm. I think it would just depend and like again I think it just comes down to maturity because you know that when you're friends with an ex like there was emotions there in the past and if you can't like respect the boundary to like not cross that line anymore yeah then it's also just like that temptation and that like um risk is always there of you just like falling back in and like essentially just kind of getting like stuck too you know yeah but then it's different with the ex being your baby daddy because then it's like you don't necessarily I mean you have to be civil you don't necessarily have to be friends but you got a co-parent so it's like a whole different thing yeah, and it's, like, with me, like, I, I'm definitely, de- like, my emotions are detached, and my emotions are strictly just for my son and, like, his well-being and, like, how this is going to affect him, and so my emotions are there, and maybe maybe the reason why some other people, like, reciprocate different is because maybe their emotions are still, there's emotions still there. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that he still has feelings for me or anything like that. I'm just saying in general, you know, maybe that's why a lot of people just, like, can't be civil or be good with other people yeah mm-hmm. because I because have essentially noticed, like, it's I'm, putting themselves first and not the other people yeah because I've noticed in like different situations with like different people that I have had a thing with or situationships or like even just like dated or done stuff with or whatever like that I can literally be cool with you and be friends with you and I can literally like not even think about that time we had yeah. And I'm okay with that, but it's like, I don't know. It's just weird. So that's been honestly on my mind. Like, not necessarily because I really want to be BFS with all my exes, but just because I think about myself being in a situation where what if I'm with someone who wants to be like friends with their ex? How would I feel? Mm-hmm. That's true. So, mm-hmm. And it would have to go both ways because then if you are going to feel a certain way about them, being friends with their ex and you have to like not be bothered that they're going to have the same expectations for you type of thing yeah exactly but you know some people just can't do it they're not mature enough they can't grow up and put others first and then a lot of times it's like if they're just really toxic then 
you know, it's just yeah. not going to work. Uh, so I, something that kind of ties into that, um, I wanted to talk about, like, how do I know I'm toxic? And I'm speaking from this because of the quarantine, you know, like, I'm with Rico, like, 24 hours of the fucking day. And we're obviously both not used to that. And so I like have noticed that I have gone in like some little moods where I'm just like everything he does bothers me or I'm the type where it's like I'm really like I like things to be in a particular way. Like I'm really clean. Like I want, you know, like our room to be a certain way, the house to be a certain way. And it's like really hard. And so I noticed that I pick little fights that aren't really like things that should be an argument. And so I'm just like trying to figure out, like take a step back because when we do debrief of our argument, <laughs> <laughs> like um, we talk about, and he'll tell me like, you know, like not everything is like you take things to like to the heart and you play like the poor me card. And it's like, I probably do. Like when I sit there, I'm the type of person where it's like, I'll notice like, okay, like was that even really necessary or should I have reacted that way? But it's also hard for me to just like admit my fault, I guess. And I'd rather just be like, deny it, you know, what type of mean. And that's like where my issue comes in. It's like, he'll tell me like, you need to like, own up when you like, start a fight or you like start an argument for no, like not an actual reason. And I'm like trying to like, think of that, like, how am I toxic? Like, I always say like, oh my gosh, like, I don't like the way you're talking to me. But it's like, I'm the one that's feeling the fire for him to respond a certain way. And when I don't like what I don't like, when I don't hear what I like, if that's how you say uh -huh. it, um, I'll just like, just brush it off. And so I need to figure out, like, kind of tell myself, like, how am I fucking toxic? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I do think it makes it a lot harder because, you know, we're spending so much more time at home. And I do mm -hmm. feel like even though it's important to spend time with your partner, like, it's also important to have some time apart. And a lot mm -hmm. of times, like, the times yeah. that we do that is because we're at work you know and so mm -hmm. it's like now that it's like you guys are forced to be together it's like because I get I get what you mean like sometimes it's just like for fucking shits and giggles like you'll get extra annoyed about something for no fucking reason and then it's like even though it's not really causing a fight it's just bickering about something and then it's kind of like I'm yeah. that fucking bored like you know you start to think like really like that's really how <laughs> bored I am like so yeah sometimes and it's I just tempting <laughs> And I get you, V, because I'm exactly the same way. And I know I started noticing about my that about myself because I am the kind of person that is like, I I'm pissed because of whatever reason. Let me take it out. Let me take it out on you, and then I'm gonna flip mm -hmm. it and be like, but you don't understand like how I feel. So yeah. I definitely get it. Me. I don't think, <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily think it's toxic. I think the fact that you're aware of it. And that you are trying to understand why you're doing it is good. Now it's just a matter of, like, how do you cope with those emotions and try to, like, make it better. But I think that if you catch yourself while you're doing it, it's, it's good. Because then you could be like, wait, hold up. Let me, like, take a step back and apologize. And just kind of just say what, why you are feeling the way you're feeling. Yeah, and I even had told him the other day, like, you, we don't even, you're not even spending time with me. He's like, I'm with you 24 hours a day. But, I mean, if we're not sitting, like, focus to focus and, like, not on our phones, not playing video games, then I feel like that's hanging out. But, like, him being on his video games and, like, 
him kind of talking to me once in a while, I'm like, that's not hanging out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I need your undivided attention. Like, attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how it feels because I'm not with anybody and I don't live with anybody. But I, I can talk about past experience, how, like, I would act that petty because I really wasn't, like, the center of his universe. And that shit would piss mm-hmm. me the fuck off. And then I would start fights. But it's be- but I honestly think that those fights are, or arguments, I would like to say arguments, are valid because you your love language and your feelings and your, you know, yep. aren't being met. And so it takes two to tango. Yeah. No, because I could see, like, even right now, like, RJ had his PS4 set up in the living room. So he had his, like, set up there. And then I would be watching like Netflix or something on the TV so it's like he'd play and I'd be watching TV but it's like we're in the same room and then like now we like kind of reorganize our stuff because we didn't really want to have that clutter like in the living room so Mm -hmm. he moved it back to our other room and now I'm like you know like I don't mind because we were literally doing the same thing before it's like I obviously don't want to like sit there and watch him and he doesn't want to sit there and watch some of the shows I want to watch sometimes. So it's kind of like our little time apart, mm-hmm. but then I'll still be dramatic when he's like, okay, I'm going to go play PUBG or whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, just abandon me. Like, you know, like I'll just <laughs> be dramatic, like, yeah. <laughs> like to make him like, just be annoyed too, you know? And it's like, I don't know. Sometimes we just do it just for the fuck of it. But it's it's kind of funny too like it's entertaining yeah sometimes you just need a little bit of excitement in your life yeah like let me just start a fight because today's been too calm yeah (laughs) that's me that's me (laughs) but okay do we have any other things that we like want to mention so I've been thinking a lot also if like there's any crazy shit or what you you both plan on doing like after this quarantine is over I was, like, fucking laughing because I just, okay, so the whole quarantine situation is not, like, a funny situation, but people have motherfucking time to be making these fucking memes that, like, got me dead. (laughs) Like, I just saw a meme when they're like, I promise after this quarantine, like, I'll go everywhere you invite me. Yeah. (laughs) I was, like, laughing because that's literally us sometimes, but I don't have anything in particular. Honestly, it's just taking my kids. I mean, it's going to take fucking time, like, after this is all over to be comfortable to even go to any, like, crowded public yeah. places. I So I don't have anything, like, specific. I mean, I really want to probably, probably go to the beach, like, something that's, like, more aired out, whatever, but I saw this fucking funny meme before, like, we continue. It's, like, somebody had said something about, like, it was on the shade room on Instagram, but they had brought up, like, a person saying, like, oh, after this is all over, like, I'm going to stay in my room. I'll, I'm going to give it a few weeks, like, for people to go out and see how their bodies react. And it says it's almost like an Apple iPhone. Like, the first batch, something always happens. And then the second batch, everything's good. So I'll wait for the freaking quarantine like, like <laughs> s or some shit or something like that i was just fucking laughing i was just like no that's, that's funny though, because i do feel like it's gonna be a big risk initially they're gonna be like okay you know like everything's back to normal but it's like i don't think i'd fully mm-hmm. feel comfortable like right away either yeah so, no I, I agree i don't yeah. necessarily think i have like a bunch of plans but to be honest like i am just gonna be relieved to be able to like actually feel more free to go and do stuff and also like not even like that but just like visiting family and stuff because it's mm-hmm. like we yeah. have been staying away and it's like I feel like I have to take extra pre- precautions you know because it's like my doctor does say like you know I am higher risk because I'm pregnant and all of that but it's like you know I FaceTime my family and stuff but 
I was used to especially because it's like when I was at work, I would go to my mom's and have lunch with her like every single day, basically. And so now mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't really see them or anything. And it just feels fucking weird. So I think just yeah. being able to be like with family is kind of like what I'm looking forward to and just not feeling restrained will just be like yeah. nice. But I don't know. Yeah. What crazy shit are you planning, Debbie? <sighs> to go to the fucking gym. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I like I mentioned before like that's just my little like getaway um and I just can't wait to just like not feel restricted to the fact that I can't like go to the store or like that I have to really just be like I have to have this thing and like I have to have a shit ton of other stuff on my list so it can make one big trip mm-hmm. I think that's the most exciting thing that I'm waiting like hoping for but I know, like, how we said, like, this is going to take a really long time for everyone to just kind of, like, go back to normal. And I think I think that what I really am looking forward to is just, like, shit going back to normal. That's yeah. true. We'll see how things go because, like I said, mm-hmm. seeing those charts and seeing the statistics and the numbers going up, it's pretty fucking alarming. But, yeah. you know, again, yeah. I'm trying to be hopeful and, like, just pray for the best. But the reality that's, like, sinking in in my head is, like, telling me, like, this shit's going to get worse before it gets better, so. And then we just don't know. Like, are we there yet? Is this the peak, you know? Like, we just don't yeah, fucking know. Yeah, that's so true. But I'm, like, not. I know, Don, you kind of had mentioned something you wanted to bring up. But, like, I'm not looking forward. The only thing I'm not looking forward to is, like, I do not want to fucking go back to work, like, at my <laughs> op- our office. Like, But that's what I was thinking. Like, something that I've been thinking about a lot, too, it's, like, you know, if you were to ask your coworker or your boss, like, hey, like, is it possible, you know, I have some shit going on, like, would it be possible for me to work from home one or two days or whatever? And it's like, uh, not really sure. But it's like, suddenly, they think that we can all do our jobs from home. And it's like, we've been able to, but they just didn't want to give us the fucking benefit of the doubt. And now that they don't have a choice, they're realizing, like, we really don't have to be in the office to do half of our shit, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, and I've been to, No, because I was going to say, like, now it's like, I think about it, like, I'll be able to do, you know, because I'm mostly going to start working from home this week. Um, And the last two weeks, I really hadn't been having to go to work. Um, But I'm like, once the baby comes and stuff, if I want to be able to, like, have some days from home, like, are they going to stay suddenly? It's not like a possibility, like, it's not feasible. But yet it was like, when it was beneficial to them to have me working, then it's like, it it was possible you know so it's like that'll be irritating yeah but we'll just have to see how it goes yeah. that's like um the previous week I was really fucking sick like so sick I was so miserable working like a few days and I'm like if I literally had to go in the office I would have called out but it's like I thought about it I'm like should I call out so I could just sleep it out and then I'm like no like I'm not gonna fucking waste my days calling like calling in like when I'm home already, like I need to save it for a day where I can actually be out in the guy. <laughs> so. I know because the streets be missing us these days. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like I've been in sweats. Rico told me the other day too. He's like, babe, like, can you like dress up? Like, you know, so I actually put like makeup on one day just to set up my like at home in my room fucking yeah. working. Like, I had to feel like I needed to get ready because I was just literally like in my pajamas like all fucking day and I would take a shower and get back into pajamas so it's just like no, a I feel you. that was me that was me literally the other day I li- I put on jeans and I got ready just so I can like go to the office for a little bit and then come back 
Yeah, no, I haven't really been doing my makeup and like it's rare when I do my hair, but I feel like it also gets me in like a more like down mood to feel like yeah. I'm not really getting mm-hmm. ready. And even though it's like, okay, I should just enjoy being comfortable, but it's like even just getting ready to be like at home, it's like mm-hmm. you just kind of feel better about your day, you know? Yeah. So the only yeah. things I've gotten ready the last few weeks is because like I've been wanting to do maternity pictures, but obviously like. I'm kind of scared of going with anyone. So, you know, Arju's mm-hmm. been my fucking trooper photographer. Yay. <laughs> yeah, that, you came out really good when you put yeah, on Yeah, so it's like, I just tell him kind of what I want, and then he just, like, tries to make it happen, you know? So those were, like, the only days. And then I even called my mom, and I was like, where are you going? Like, why are you wearing eyelashes? And, like, you know? And I'm like, oh, you know, just to take a picture here in La Sala. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, we have an excuse to get dressed um, for my birthday for that party. Yeah. Okay, we'll do it. <laughs> now I'm like, I need to figure out like to get have like Rico go and sacrifice himself and get me like a little bottle or something. Oh like, yeah, to, to, to drink. Yeah, because I'm. Ooh, yeah. maybe I can wear that dress that I bought in LA. You could. You could. You should even tell like some of your friends, Debbie, just fucking go on like IG Live or fucking something and you could pop in with random people and fucking take yeah. shots like that would be pretty fun yeah. and then Kaiki in the back like mom <laughs> <laughs> just so y'all know the party might start early because our bedtime's 8 30 <laughs> you're gonna have to like sign them up for daycare in like your brother's room <laughs> yeah or something <laughs> but okay we'll keep you guys posted on our official plans for Debbie's birthday so yeah. <laughs> you guys can join in, but um, we'll just go ahead and we'll wrap up the this week's episode with our what what if segment. And so the question is, if you could pick one meal for breakfast, one meal for lunch, and one meal for dinner for the rest of your life, what would you pick for each meal? So I can okay. go first because I already fucking thought about this. Like you guys know how I look. So oh like, my god, this is on my mind every day. Talk about talk about talk um, about. So if I. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so if you could pick one meal for breakfast, my meal would honestly be a Belgian waffle with strawberries and whipped cream. Like that's my mm-hmm. go-to with two scrambled eggs. One meal for lunch, honestly, would be carne asada tacos. Mm. Okay. That's not really a lunch, but you know when you bougie and you want to fucking make a taquerisa, whatever. You have a taquerisa? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, mine would be like asada tacos, and then for dinner, it would be Taco Bell. <laughs> like, for the rest of my life. Yeah, this is actually pretty hard. I feel like for breakfast, I would definitely do, I don't know, I have to have coffee. So it's like I would definitely have my coffee, and then I would probably do two eggs over medium. And, like, I'm kind of leaning towards, like, because I always have to have, like, a carb. So I'd probably do the eggs and then probably just potatoes. And then either I would do, like, an English muffin or, like, I don't know, that waffle mm-hmm. be sounding pretty good. <laughs> so, so, like, maybe, like, a waffle. <laughs> for lunch, I don't know. I feel like for lunch maybe I would just say pizza. But it's, like, would I have to have the same topping every day? I think it would be just in general. Like, anything okay. that was, like, classified. Okay, so then just pizza because then I feel like I could be able to switch it up. And then for dinner, huh. I would probably have my dad's aguachiles, honestly, mm, for okay. the rest of my life. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay, so for me, I think it would be, for breakfast, I would do biscuits and gravy, 
Okay. With hash mm. browns, one turkey sausage and one turkey bacon, just because, you know, but like the pork doesn't sit well with me. And then a side <laughs> of orange juice. Okay, girl, and we then, are bunnies now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go get my fucking, my free <laughs> grand slam or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. And then um, for lunch, I'd probably do like ceviche. For dinner, I would honestly either, fuck, it's really hard because I'm thinking about like, fuck, I would probably get too tired of it all the time, but I would probably do like enchiladas. Just because you can do like oh all this enchiladas so with arroz and frijoles on the side. Oh, that actually sounds pretty yeah. good. Now mm-hmm. I feel like for lunch, I want to change my option to like my mom's like tacos dorados that she makes with papa and chicken inside. Ooh, that sounds good. Or maybe mm-hmm. I would make that for dinner and then switch that what she left to lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably do that. It is hard though to think about just one meal, but think about it, guys. If this was like a choice, or if this was something that you had to do, could you pick just one meal for breakfast, one meal for lunch, and one meal for dinner for the rest no. of your life? It'd be hard, right? Yeah, I wouldn't be able to. It would yeah. take meal prepping to another level. I <laughs> yeah. I would be fucking flaca, <laughs> so this might be a thing for me. Me, like, <laughs> also, like, uh, thinking about my snacks, like, and for snacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so this wraps up this week's episode, so we hope that everybody's, like, out there being cautious and staying safe, washing your hands, washing your ass, everything that you got to do to stay clean. <laughs> to stay clean. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. At underscore Reinas del Chisme and on Twitter, V. Reinas DL. So um, stay tuned and um, we'll let you guys know what we're doing for Debbie's birthday. Send your snapping back post baby tips our way and then um i don't know maybe we can put like a little question together and share with our listeners like what everybody's been watching because i'm sure you know everybody's been like binge watching netflix hulu whatever the case may be so that way we can also share with our listeners you know um other people's suggestions Mm -hmm. you know keep each other busy and shit and um yes yeah so we'll hope that everybody we'll talk to everybody on tuesday i hope everyone has a great week and so later everyone bye Hasta luego.